Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode. I hear my echo. Yeah, okay, it's gone now. There, it's gone. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Shipe Sports Talk Show. As always, I am your host, Matthew Shipe, joined always by my co-host and producer, Uncle Paul. How you doing this evening? Good. How are you doing over there, Paul? Right. And joined across from me, returning guest, uh, Chris Cordova. Chris, how you doing? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing good. I hope everyone enjoyed our new intro little video. That was thanks to yeah, Paul. So, tight. Paul, cool. thank you good. for that, buddy. All right. All right. Thank you. So today on the show, as always, we'll be starting off with our Start em Up Fantasy Football segment. This is where we give our uh, who to start, who are our sleepers, and maybe going a little insight on them. Uh, after that, we're going to call on the Shy Sports Talk Man Cave Hotline, uh, Robert Blackman. Uh, he's a former wide receiver for San Jose State. He's dubbed the, he has the catch, as they call it, of San Jose State. Uh, we're going to bring him on the show, talk to him a little bit. So that's our second, you know, starting wide receiver from Division One. we're going to have on the show. So that's pretty, pretty cool. Then once we get off the phone with him, we're going to come back. We're going to preview the Redskins versus the New York Jets game, almost at Giants. <laughs> Jets game as well, going to detail on some of the other games. Uh, New England versus Indy, we're going to go into that. Tom Brady's, I guess, revenge game, as we call it. His balls will be fully inflated. I hope they are. I promise you that. <laughs> uh, we'll discuss. Uh, we'll discuss Baltimore games this week. I mean, they're one and four. I mean, they're they're in must win mode now, probably the Definitely. rest of the way. And I want to get a Philly versus the Giants because this game could have big. You know, that's uh, yeah. It playoff be, implications. Yeah, playoff implications. Sorry, yeah. I had a little roadblock there. That's to right. you know who keeps going. You know, if the Giants win, you know they could take a hold of this division and run with it. Yeah, so, that's, that's crazy. And that was your pick, and I laughed at you at the beginning of the yeah. season. Well, we'll, but, we'll, get uh, into, we'll get into that, okay? Yeah. We'll get into that. So let's start off with our <laughs> fantasy football segment. So let's get into it with the quarterbacks. Um, I'm going to go with my – what were you about to say, Paul? No, you go ahead. I'm going to fix Chris's mic. Oh. oh, sorry, bro. Yeah, there you go. Look, Chris, it's the second time in the studio, already breaking stuff. That's a, no, that's all right. I didn't break nothing. Just so we can see it's facing. Nah, we don't want to see that mu- ugly mug. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, let's go into the quarterbacks. And the first start of the week I have is Tom Brady. You gotta have gotta Tom start Brady. Tom Brady. This is his revenge game. This is the team that said he was deflating his balls, footballs. That is, and I mean you gotta start him. I mean he's out for blood. You've seen since the beginning of the year he's been killing it. And as we saw, Indianapolis defense is not good. Their passing defense is horrible. So I think Brady's gonna have a field day. And my sleeper for the week actually is going to be Brian Hoyer. Brian uh, he, Hoyer. Okay. He came in last week, had a good you know good second half. He's playing against Jacksonville, not you know the best defense, best team in the world. Hopkins is really starting to come out after, you know, a slow start. Arian Foster is back. And I feel like with Foster back, you saw the run games a little bit better, opens up play action more. So my sleeper of the week is going to be Brian Hoyer. Uh, Chris, what about your quarterbacks? Well, definitely I have to agree on Tom Brady. But uh, if I had to pick one, I would certainly pick. And I was had an internal struggle myself because uh, I have Matt Ryan and Carson Palmer, both great picks, I think, this week. But... Um, I just switched my lineup and I'm putting in Carson Palmer. And, uh, the reason for that is I think he's averaging over (laughs) definitely over two touchdowns a game so far. Um, last week, I think he only threw like 14 passes, but of those 14, three of them were touchdowns. So, I mean, he's really efficient in the, in the red zone. Um, he's got a great matchup against the Steelers. Yeah. Their passing Uh, defense is not exactly their passing defense is, is so porous that he'll find the holes. He'll find the zones. Uh, he'll definitely find the end zone. I think at least two times for sure. Your sleeper, um, sleeper. I'm actually going to go with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I was thinking Blake Bortles, but I'm going to roll with Teddy Bridgewater. Put him in a couple different fan duel leagues. Um, you know, coming off a of bye week, you know, and, and I think some of his receivers are hurt right now, but I feel like he's got such a good matchup against the Kansas city chiefs who are literally dead last in passing defense. So, uh, I, I can definitely see him taking advantage of that. And when you have Adrian Peterson as your running back, you can't help, but stack the box uh, against the run, which is going to allow players like Mike Wallace this week to be one-on-one. All right. Now we're going to running backs and my pick of the week is going to be I'm going to go with Arian Foster. He showed last week, still has it, and he's shown that he's in the, the PPR type, you know, PPR. And uh, if you hear a little thing in the headset, it's because Brad's sitting in his pits as we talk right now. So that's why it's probably going like a little crazy. Because <laughs> he hears like a little, oh, the, uh, in our own headset. Oh, okay. Like yeah. the static yeah, or whatever. Brad is sitting here, sitting in his, sitting in his pits, and so we'll have that for later. But I'm going to go with Arian Foster. 
I uh, showed last week, you know, he's catching the ball more out of the backfield. It seems like they may be committed to the run as well now. So, I, you know, I'm going with Hoyer and I'm going with Foster as my go-to because I think, like I said, Jacksonville, you know, I just don't, yeah. I don't, you saw what Doug Martin did last week. He ran all over Three them. touchdowns against the Jags Yeah, last plus week. one in the air. So I like Aaron Foster in my, uh. And I would take Aaron Foster over Doug Martin any day. Yeah. My sleeper this week, Carlos Hyde. Going yeah. against the Baltimore defense, that's just. It's not the same. No. As soon as Suggs went out, that was it. But it's, it doesn't even go with Suggs. It starts the whole defense. They got to, I hate to say it, but they're in rebuild mode and they got to rebuild their defense. You know, showing their offense is struggling without Torrey Smith. I mean, all their receivers are hurt. Yeah. So I, I just like Carlos Hyde this week. I think he needs a he needs a good breakout game. He's had a couple slow ones since week one. And I think this is a good time to get going. So on no, your I, I definitely agree with that. He's a big, he's a big back who who has the ability to to be very agile. So I think he'll definitely run all over the the Ravens, and I hope so. It'll help my fantasy team. Um, all right, so running backs, I'm going to have to go with Deion Lewis. And the reason for that is I looked at the Patriots against the Colts, and literally I think the past five matchups, they've won pretty much on average of by a margin of more than 20 points. Um, and I know that Tom Brady is going to be very motivated, not only because this is a division, uh, an AFC game, a conference game, uh, but he's he's going to be upset. And Tom Brady just he owns the Colts. I mean, there's no way around it. He can he is the king of the Colts right now, and he's going to be distributing the ball. Gronk is going to have a great game. Edelman's going to have a great game. And obviously, we know Deion Lewis is a PPR monster. And he's going to catch balls out of the outfield all day. Out of the from outfield? the backfield. That's from right. the backfield. And you're not even a baseball guy. You're over here as an outfield. Yeah. And you're... <laughs> so sleepers. Um, I'm going to have to go with... This is this is a very odd pick, but I'm going to go with C.J. Anderson. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you're laughing you're, you're, now. You're kidding, right? You're laughing now. You know Cleveland has a really good defense. Yeah, but, but listen. Um, Ronnie Hillman, I think, was hurt last week. I know he's... I think he's questionable right now. Um, if CJ Anderson is the only guy in, in the Denver backfield, and, and that's pretty much what it was last week, um, in, in the fourth quarter, you only saw CJ Anderson. Um, I feel like he could have a comeback. I mean, look, Peyton Manning is not the same Peyton Manning, so they're going to have to do something. Well, you may be right. Cleveland's defense is ranked 31st. Their pass defense is pretty good, but their I rushing mean, defense is bad. Exactly. And, and I feel like if, if Peyton Manning has a couple picks or... You know, and actually, I read an interesting stat that this is the first time since like '98 that Peyton Manning has gone back to back with zero touchdowns. That's unheard of. So they got to do something, and hopefully, they'll get the ball rolling with with some runs. And C.J. Anderson will finally be, uh, for those of you who held on to him, will finally pay off. I got him in one of my leagues. I got him in the league with Paul, who did beat me last week in fantasy football. So I owe you a six pack of beer. <laughs> What's that? Oh yeah, yeah. So good job, Paul. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I pulled out both. Uh, both leagues that I'm on by a squeaker, man. It was uh, squeaker. It was crazy. I don't know. I'm 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 listening to the stream online. Yeah, and the audio sounds weird. You guys have some some deep voices. So if you're listening, I'm trying to fix it, but they can still hear you. It's they can just, still hear us. It just sounds like you're talking really deep voice. We got our man voices on. Hello, yeah. ladies. <laughs> So we're going to go with wide receivers now. Sorry, that was creepy. <laughs> <It> was. <laughs> uh, my pick for the week is Brandon Marshall. Yeah. Um, Reskins, you know, they did go with Julio Jones, but that was with a banged up Julio Jones. You saw in the second half, as soon as they made adjustments, Julio came out going. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with Brandon Marshall. I think he could tear. I think he's a little bit more, you know, he's more experienced than Julio. Julio's obviously better, you know, better quarterback with Julio. But I, I, for some reason, I like Brandon Marshall. And even also Eric Decker. You know, I feel like, you know, this receiving core for... You know, the Jets, they all were wondering about how to do, you know, with Marshall coming over with, you know, Geno Smith. But Fitzpatrick's got this, got them rolling right now. Yeah. And I don't know how you can turn back to Geno Smith no. once it's over with. But, um, I mean, if you start the season, they win today, the they're 4-1. There's no way you can go back to Geno with the start you have until no. Fitzpatrick starts struggling. Uh, my sleeper for the week, I don't know if you really consider him a sleeper, but just because I can't put him as a start, it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I mean, he's been just, just killing it. Killing it the past couple weeks. He I mean, was I, my must start. So he's your must start. Well, yeah. he's my sleeper. <laughs> I'll definitely change it because I um, I think some people are still you know they've seen him struggle the first few weeks, but now he's starting to emerge more. And Adrian Foster, Adrian, Arian Foster, I think has something to do with that because the way he's been playing and the way he's been you know you know the play action can develop again like it was doing last week. But if I had to go with you know he seems like a start another sleeper, Crowder from the Redskins. 
you know, you're going to have Rivas out there. You know, I believe Kamari, was it Kamari that got hurt? Or is he still out I'm sorry, there? what? Antonio Cromartie, didn't he? I believe he got hurt a couple weeks ago. Or Antonio Cromartie? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe was, I'm thinking, oh, you know what? I think I'm Cromartie Rogers. Oh. But um, I know you have those two Cromartie out there. Rogers. Or, I, I, I don't know. I'm losing it today. But, you know, you're going to have, you know, obviously Rivas will be on Pierre. Yep. If you put Crowder on that slot, you know, maybe he can make some moves, you know, because you're going to need some quick passes against the Jets. So, you know, Hopkins seems like a must-start type of guy. But I like Crowder as a, you know, a little bit of a sleeper because the past two weeks you've seen his fantasy value have gone up, up, and up. Especially in PPR yeah, leagues. Yeah, and his sure. catches have gone up and his targets. So I like Jamison Crowder again. So what about your wide receivers? Well, you took mine, but that's fine. That's why I always have a backup. Um, I'm going to have to go with Larry Fitzgerald. And the reason for that is my must-start quarterback is Carson Palmer, so why not choose his number one target? Um, even if he doesn't have a big yardage game, he's definitely, definitely a red zone threat and a red zone target. Um, if you've seen in the past couple games, I think he's probably converted, uh, what is the stat here, 11 receptions of 20 or more. Uh, also, that he's converted five of his six targets that have been in the red zone to touchdowns. I mean, that's that's efficiency at his highest point. Um, in terms of a sleeper, um, I'm going to have to go with Mike Wallace. Like I mentioned before, my sleeper, Teddy Bridgewater. I'm going to marry him with Mike Wallace this week. That's cute. For the first time, he finally broke out in week four. Um, he had finally broke out for about, I think, 80 yards and a touchdown. Um, like I said before, I believe some of the wide receivers in, in, in uh, Minnesota are kind of hurt, kind of banged up right now. So I feel like Mike Wallace could certainly take advantage of that. Like I mentioned, Kansas City's defense, I think, is literally dead last in passing. Uh, so there's no doubt Teddy Bridgewater and Mike Wallace are probably going to have at least, I'd say, another 80 yards and a touchdown. All right, now we'll move the tight ends, and obviously, I'm sure we both can agree, Gronk. Yeah. I mean, why, why? Gronk is an every-week starter, no, no matter what you do. No um, so I, I only have to explain it. I mean, he's just Gronk. That's who Brady's going to go to. That's who's going to demolish this secondary. I mean, I believe every tight end has good success against the Colts. The Colts just aren't good defensively. Yeah. They're really bad. Uh, my sleeper, I like Larry Donnell against um, Eagles. Reason four, you saw what Jordan Reed did against the Eagles when the Redskins, you know, when he wasn't hurt or concussed, whatever he is every week. So I like Larry Donnell as a sleeper. You know, he made the catch last week. That was an amazing grab. So I'm going to go with Larry Donnell as my sleeper this week. I like that. I mean, it, it's certainly possible. He's come up in big, in big, you know, in big spots. Uh, so tight end, if you have Gronkowski, you obviously have to start him. But uh, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. Um, it's kind of, it's not necessarily a must start. I, I wouldn't, you know, put my money on him getting two touchdowns and 100 yards. But with Jamal Charles out, you know, basically Kansas City has to figure out a way to get in the end zone. And, and what better what better way to do that than with a mini Gronk? And that's what they were calling him, basically. So why not, you know, if they're in the 20, if they're in the red zone, if they can get in the red zone, they might as well just throw it up to Travis Kelsey and have him, have him you know, out-muscle the, the linebacker or the safety that's going to be covering him. Um, you know, I think he's got a pretty good yardage total this year. Um, but really, he, he's been dropping off a little bit. Um, but I definitely can see him picking back up now that, you know, Jamal Charles, who has been the focal point of the Kansas City Chiefs, they got to they gotta throw the ball, and I'm pretty sure Kelsey is going to be one of the biggest benefactors of that. Um, sleeper picks, I have Delaney Walker. Um, he's, he's, been pretty, he's been pretty quiet, but I, I think the Titans at home, they need to get back to what was working in the beginning, and I think Mariota... Being a, a rookie is going to go back to what, what was working for him, and that's that's thrown to a tight end. So I definitely think that against the Miami defense that's been taken advantage of, um, you know, they've, they've, been a, they've given up big yardage plays to Charles Clay. Um, also, I can't remember the other, the other tight end that, that really, really took advantage of them, but definitely I can see the Dolphins giving up a, a couple touchdowns to Walker. All right, we're going to take a quick break momentarily. We're going to fit out this little issue with the mic. And then once we get back, we're going to get a hold of uh, Blackman, okay. Robert Blackman, and get him on the show. So stay with us. We'll be back momentarily. Yeah, the stream will stay up, but the, the video will go out here for a second. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Blackman. Hey, Shite. What's up, buddy? All right. Joining us on the Shite Sports Talk Man K Hotline is former San Jose, Jose State standout wide receiver Robert Blackman. Robert Blackman, welcome to the show. 
Hey, pleasure to be here, man. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I know I just said you're from San Jose State University. Why don't you let the fans know a little bit about yourself? All right. My name is Robert Blackman. I um, I uh, went to Encino High School in Alameda, California. Um, from there, I uh, played uh, football. I was a two-sport athlete. played football, basketball. Um, from there, I went to uh, junior college with the Bakersfield Community College. played football there, and um, and we won the national championship in the year of 88. So 1988, we won Bakersfield College, only national championship. From there, I got a scholarship to uh, San Jose State University. Uh, played San Jose State for uh, for two years. Um, made a all conference, second team all conference, my first year, first team all conference, my second year there. Um, and from there, um, I received, I got a signed a free agent contract with the San Francisco 49ers. Went to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, signed with them. Got the opportunity to actually catch passes from the legendary Joe Montana. Wow. Got to uh, practice with uh, Jerry Rice um, and had a uh, just amazing time there. My brief time there at camp, I, I actually made a second to the last cut, but uh, was released and uh, went to Canada. Um, I went there halfway through their season. I played for the Calgary San Peters. Um, and, in, and if anyone knows, um, your athletes, if anyone knows, there's a big difference between the Canadian League and the NFL. Um, I was more of a possession type of receiver in college and, and had pretty good statistics. But when you get to uh, Canada, uh, you have to be uh, more of a speedy guy. They're looking for a more speedy guy. So out of college, I ran a, ran a 4 four four nine four five forty, and they're looking for the four three four four guy. So, um, yeah, and uh, so I didn't have a good time. didn't have a good time in uh, at Canada. So it wasn't really – uh, a great experience for me. When I was there a season and a half, and I got the opportunity to actually um, play in with uh, with the um, with the with the Calgary Stampeders, and um, we, we we did we did actually pretty good. Um, and it was a it was a, it was a good experience for me. But I always wanted to come back to the to the NFL, so I got a couple more tryouts and and didn't make it. But um, it was a great experience. Opportunity to tell my kids. And, and my future grandkids, if I have any, and all that stuff. So it was just great. Yeah, I was showing all these guys a video of the the catch, the San Jose catch, and we all got to say that was an incredible one-handed catch you did there. It's kind of cool. It's an amazing catch. Very good. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank we're, you. We're watching, I, we're watching, and we see that you have the other hand there for the opportunity to do a two-hand, but you just said, screw it, I'll just go with the body catch. Yeah, why use two? <laughs> you know, I mean, when you, when you actually play with uh, – the legendary Jeff Garcia. I mean, me and him are, you know, we're friends to this day. So I had wow. the pleasure and the opportunity of playing with him at San Jose State. And I think everybody knows Jeff Garcia from San Francisco 49ers and the Eagles and all of that stuff. And uh, he was actually a, a sophomore um, when I was a senior at San Jose State. And um, he actually got the opportunity to start that game because our starting quarterback was hurt. And um, he came in, that was his first, um, actually, college start, and that was his first touchdown pass. It just so happened to be a uh, a one-handed catch. And you, and, and you play in college ball, you don't really know how things are going to play out or how things are, are, are going to work out. But, you know, the opportunity presented itself, and I, I can't even remember how it went down. When, when I see the footage to this day, I feel like, man, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> can't so, I did that. All right, well, let's get into some of the tough questions here. Uh, wh- what do you think about okay. the current um, NFL with, like, I guess the wide receiver rules protecting them? Um, of course, when you're in college, there was none of this helmet to helmet rule, you know, it's pretty much you go across the middle of the field, you go, you're, you're open for a big hit. How do you feel about that now with these new rules? Do you think they're lightening up the game to where it's not the same as it used to be, or do you think it's, or do you like it because of the protection of players? Um, I mean, I, I do like it. I understand it. You know, you have to protect these players nowadays, especially with the, with the long-term effects of concussions and things like that. Um, the only um, concern that I have about the league is just, it's, it, you know, they kind of scaled it down a little bit to where back in the day, I mean, you know, we used to go across the middle all the time and, um, you know, we used to get hit and, you know, we had concussions back in the day and the day, and when they treated us, it was like, we used to come around and, and they used to show, they used to say, Hey, um, how many fingers I got up? And we said three and they had three fingers up. We would go back out there and play. So it wasn't yeah. really a, yeah, it wasn't really a, a thing back then as it is now. So I'm from the rough and tough section of the league and, and I do understand it because you have to test the case because of the long-term effects, but um, I think it's scaled down now. It's more of an offensive game. And I get it. It's more exciting. Um, but those hits back in the day, they were also exciting as well. 
It's just that we didn't know back in the day how how it affected us, you know, now. So. Yeah, and um and also, you know, with going across the middle like that, when a when a when a excuse me, when a quarterback would lead you across the middle and you know, you take the hit, do you ever go back to the huddle and tell him, Hey man, you know, throw it behind me a little bit or you know, don't steer it that Help close to a linebacker or a safety. <laughs> I mean, what, what would you say to a quarterback when he would do that to you? Honestly, we couldn't we, we couldn't really do it back in the day. It was more of a you know, and, and I'm not you know saying any any of the receivers today or, or or the league or whatever it is, we couldn't do that back in the day. It was more of a macho macho league and and when we got hit, it was like the the model was get back up, go to the huddle and if you're hurt, walk your butt to the sideline and and, and we'll talk about it later. Don't let them see that you're hurt. So yeah. that was the that was more the motto back in the day. You're just thirsty and, um, at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, you don't you never want to let the defense see you down. And so it, it's hard for me to I understand it, but it's really hard for me to accept the new rules and regulations of today. I mean, Junior Bayal, um, when when he um, committed to suicide or whatever, they contributed to the concussions. I mean, it really made me think, and was like, man, like. You know, we used to really get hit back in the day. I remember playing against UNLV, um, and actually, I, I got I got hit pretty hard. I caught a pass across the middle, got hit pretty hard. My head, I remember my head slamming on the concrete. I remember walking back to the huddle, and quarterback calls the play. Offense lines up for a play, and I'm still in the huddle. <laughs> so they're looking at me like, "Oh my God! Like you, all right, man? What's going on? What's going on?" Coach calls the timeout. I go to the sideline. This was like the first quarter. I'm back in the game, you know, the second quarter, and I have the best game of my life. So, you know, it's just one of those things like, you know, you really can't understand it, but then understand it when, you know, something major happens. Yeah, it's always good because you hear all these analysts on the ESPN and everyone talk about it, but it's always good to get a first per- like a person's perspective, someone who's actually played and been hit. Um, going with wide receivers nowadays, who's your favorite wide receiver to watch? Like, if you had to pick one, you know, who do you think is the best and who's your favorite to watch? Okay, I got, I got three. Um, I got I got Julio Jones for Atlanta. Got uh, Brian for the Steelers. Very good, fifty guy. Um, and Des Bryant uh, for the Cowboys. Um, I think they're three of the top receivers right now. And they all have they all bring different things to the table. I think Julio Jones is is very versatile. He can he can take you deep. He can go across the middle. Um, he's a big, tough playmaker receiver. It's hard to bump and run him. Um, he's a very good receiver. Antonio Bryant is very swifty. He's fast. He can um he can uh he can get deep and 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 Roethlisberger, I mean, that's his that's his number one target there. And he and he he goes out and shows and proves that he can work in every aspect of the field. I mean, he he does returns, all of that stuff. So he's very good. Um Des Bryant, big playmaker. Um he's a big body receiver, more like kind of like Michael Irvin with speed, with more speed, and he's uh he's a very good, very good target, man. He's a very good receiver as well. Those are my top three. If I had to pick one, I would probably say Julio Jones because he, he has a total package. Right, now, go back to your 49er days. What was it like? I mean, even though you were in camp just for, you know, a month or so, what was it like just being next to, like, Jerry Rice and um, Joe Montana? And when you were with them, you know, could you tell from that moment, you know, these guys, they're going to be special. They're they're going to they're gonna make it. Man, I, I'll tell you, um, honestly, I signed a free agent with the Niners. And I knew I really didn't have a chance to make the team, but um, I had some a great support system. They was like, you're not going to play wide receiver there. Try to do anything that you can, even if it's to be a towel boy. Be a towel boy. You know, and I mean, try for every position. Do what you got to do. And and that encouraged me to 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 make it So as far as I did. So I was there from like April after the draft all the way through um, almost August or whatever. But I'll tell you, um, the first day that I seen uh, Joe Montana, he came in through. He had a, a different entrance than what we all have, so he comes in through the back entrance, whatever. And his locker was actually right down from mine. So I see this guy. He has the shirt off, and 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 he doesn't look like a an athlete at all. I mean, when you think about <laughs> athletes, you think about like you know these guys that are very ripped, and you know they're like you know guys. And um, he just looked like a regular guy, like a guy that would watch Monday Night Football with a beer in his hand, with a revolt in the other hand. You know what I mean? He looked just like that. I'm like, that's Joe Montana. You see the reporters around him and all that stuff. But when he put those pads on, when he got to the field, man, oh, my God. It was just, you could see the difference. I mean, everybody in, and even the 
the guys that signed free agent, I mean, they were all great players. I mean, you get the star players out of college and you put them all in one pool and then you start to pick out the best out of those people. But Joe Montana was just above and beyond. I mean, he was so accurate with everything he knew. The offense, well, he knew how to read defenses. He knew exactly what he could do, what he was going to do before the play even started. And he visualized it and he accomplished it. So, and even catching passes from him to practice, it was like he had a, I mean, it was just a soft touch. It was soft touch, but it was accurate. And it was like, if you drop a Joe Montana pass, you've got to be crazy. <laughs> and I actually dropped one. I actually dropped one in practice. And, and I felt so bad about it because it was, I mean, it was the perfect pass. But, uh, you know, I'm just so, as a free agent, what people don't realize is that you're so amazed because you're in there with people that you idolized for so long. So I was going to that tune versus versus just being there trying to get a job. So I think that kind of hindered me as well because the first time I caught a pass, when I caught a touchdown pass in practice, I ran back and I wanted him to sign it and I got fussed out by the coaches. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was crazy. I mean, they, I mean, they really fussed me. They'd be like, what the heck is you doing, Blackman? Like, you're not here to try to get a job, too. You're not here to idolize anybody. You're trying to get a job like him. And, I mean, fuss me out. And it just, it kind of demoralized me. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I just caught a pass from Joe Montana. Like, they fussed me out. <laughs> like, going home and, you know, it just wasn't the same. But I can tell you, I mean, he's just, I mean, he's just a different breed of himself. And Jerry Rice is just remarkable, man. I mean, his work ethic was absolutely, I mean, bar none. You're talking, we had free agency camp, and we would get up at 5 in the morning to eat breakfast, and then um, and then we had to be on the field by 7.30. I never saw Jerry Rice in the breakfast room. I saw Jerry Rice on the field 5.30 in the morning, running routes yeah. with air, with nobody. He's running routes with air. He's working out, and this is before practice starts. So then practice starts. We have two a day. So practice starts. We get the first practice, and then we get the – the second practice in the um, in the afternoon, like well, twelve thirty, one o'clock after lunch, whatever the case is. Now after practice, Jerry Rice used to invite the wide receivers to come out and practice with them, meaning work out with them. So we're talking. We would go on the track, and this guy. This is after practice. Now he would run two four forties, which is a full lap. Sprint them out, right? Four. 200s, which is half of the track, um, and then 10 sprints, 100s, back and forth. Wow. Right. So this is after practice. So half of the receivers drops out. I'm one of the receivers that tried to make it to the end. By the time I got to the end, man, I chucked, I, I gave it up. I did everything that I could. <laughs> like, I couldn't make it. And But that was just his work ethic. And and he wasn't even done then. After that, he would go play basketball. He'd go play racquetball. He'd do whatever. Man. He was just all about, you know, his dedication to the game. And that's what made him so great. And, I mean, he used to practice against air, route run against air. And that's why he was the greatest that ever did it. So, you know, he was, he was, he was, he was great. And he would, he would help you out as much as he could. But then again, you know, he was about himself, too, and making himself better every day. So... That's great. That's great. That was an awesome experience, man. That I could, you know, that I could definitely live with, even though I didn't make it. And, you know, I'm happy that I had the chance to experience that. That's awesome. Yeah, not I very mean, many I'm, people will even make it that far. I mean, no, so that's good. Exactly. You're catching pa- passes from from uh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Montana. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah <laughs> man. I mean, Jerry Rice. That's crazy. That's, that's 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 what I tell everybody, man. And you know, it, it's it, it's I don't talk about it too much. Because I, you know, I like to keep it keep it with them. But you know, those experiences are just are just great. You know, those are things that I will remember for a lifetime. So even when I see them, you know, or I see them on TV and they're representing, you know, like the Hall of Fame and all this stuff. I'm like, hey, I caught a pass from him, or I practiced with him, or I did this with him, and it's, you know, not many people get that opportunity, like you said. Right. Yeah. So, um, for everyone here, we want to thank you for coming on the show today, uh, Blackman. Uh, we definitely Thank want to get you. you back on again. So I'm hopefully you're up for coming back on again. Oh, definitely, man. I um, I want to thank you guys, and I just want to give you guys a lot of respect, man. Tonight's sports talk is is going up, man. And I hope you know there's a lot of people tuning in. I hope you guys get to the level of ESPN one day, man. You guys are doing very well, man. <laughs> well, spread I, out I, the I word. Tell I everyone a lot, man. And I get a lot of information from you guys. So thank you. I'm, I'm thinking about playing fantasy football now. 
Nice. <laughs> <Good to be laughs> bad, <man. laughs> well, we appreciate it. But uh, thank you, Dan, for coming on the show. Uh, everyone listening, this is Robert Blackman, former San Jose, St- San Jose State wide receiver, known for the catch for San Jose State. So thank you again for joining us, and we'll get you back on the show soon. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right. Have a good evening. See ya. All right. Well, that was Mr. Robert Blackman. He was great, man. Yeah, that was great. That was Robert Blackman of San Jose State. He's also a member of the, uh, he's employed with Gatesburg City Police. So thank you for all his service he does with that as well. And he uh, works at the high school, so he definitely does a good job protecting the kids at the high school. Okay. Oh, so, nice. So thank I'm going to have to remember that if I ever get pulled over and gave it to <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you were on the show. <laughs> No. So we're going to jump ship here and get right into uh, football for the weekend and Redskins versus the Jets. Let's get started. Um, I got my keys to the game right here. And I think the main thing is, you know, stop Marshall Decker. But my thing is, don't let Ivory get going. We saw what happened last week. Once Freeman got going, it was, you know, it was the end game for the Redskins on that final drive and everything. But I feel like the Redskins have to stop Chris Ivory. Everyone was up about their run defense and Atlanta, you know, made them look like they weren't the you know number two team in the lead, which they aren't anymore now because of that game. Um Atlanta now has a top rushing defense, you know, go figure. Yeah. But but you gotta stop, you know, you gotta stop Chris Ivory. And, you know, if you can't stop Ivory, it opens up the play action, obviously, and then Marshall and Decker can just burn you. And, you know, Breland stepped up last week. You know, I don't know the status. They haven't come out with Culliver or D Hall yet. But if they're out again, these guys are have to step up and it showed the second half. You know, Breland had a good first half, but Julio Jones got going in the second half. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on the secondary, and, you know, and stopping Ivory as well? Well, I'm pretty sure Hall is out. Um, but definitely, I think it really does start with the run. If we can control Chris Ivory, I would rather put the ball in the hands of, even though I love Fitzpatrick, um, I really think he is a, a very, very, very good backup quarterback and, and a very decent starting quarterback. I'd rather have the ball in his hands than Chris Ivory's hands. We've we saw not last week, but two weeks ago before the bye, I think he had his best game. I think it was 160 yards or something like that, and and I think one or two touchdowns. Um, so Chris Ivory can really take control of this game, and and if the Redskins can't can't do that, then we won't even get to pressure uh, Fitzpatrick at all. Um, and also with the defense going with the Redskins blitz. You know, yeah, don't actually, be scared. Uh, just bring it. You know, if you have to, you know, Fitzpatrick, yeah, he's a good quarterback, but like all quarterbacks, you rattle him, he, you know, he's going to think twice about when he throws the ball, you know, if someone's creeping behind him. It showed last week, you know, when they were going after Matt Ryan, you know, he started, you know, fading a little bit, you know, in the first half. Second half, I feel like they let up a little bit. Ryan finally had time, you know, go after Fitzpatrick. Send Kerrigan, send Preston Smith, you know, blitz him. You know, you want to bring some weird packages where you blitz a safety or a cornerback? Do it. Take chances as a defense. You have to take chances. Did you know that Ryan Fitzpatrick has been sacked on just 1.3% of his dropbacks? Are you serious? 1.3% of his dropbacks. Two out of how many? 154 dropbacks. That's the lowest percentage. Then you know what? Go after him. Exactly. Get because he's comfortable. I don't. I, I don't think it's that they're scared of him. You know. I mean, you have to. You have to blitz. I mean. I, I don't understand how you only get sacked on 1% of dropbacks, but definitely you have to. You, I think it first starts with controlling Ivory, and if you can get that in control, go after the quarterback for sure. You have to go. And then um, I'm going to go with the Redskins offense, and you got to start taking chances downfield. You got yeah. you got to start taking chances. You can't be doing these little four-yard-out four routes across the middle. I know you don't have Deshaun, but you have Crowder who's coming up. You know, Ross has got some speed. You still got Garcon who's a good possession receiver. You got to start taking chances. And the big thing we talked about last week, which they didn't do again, got to establish the run, which is going to be very difficult this week. You're going against, you know, the second rate defense in the NFL. They're the number two in passing. You know, they're kind of down there rushing still. I believe they're still top 10. I'm looking at it for the Jets right now, but you got to, they're number eight in rushing. So, I mean, you're going against the best defense, but you got to find some way to establish the run. Sheriff and Moses were great in week one. I don't know what happened after that. You know, they put up a really damn good fight against Namagatsu, but he hasn't done much all year. No. I don't know if it's, you know, he's having the Hainsworth syndrome there, but <laughs> we'll, we'll let that go. Yeah. But you got to... Oh, Paul's having a little phone call now. Oh, he's... But you got to establish the run, and that opens a play action where you can do a play action and take a shot downfield. So you, you got to take chances with this team. I feel like they're not taking enough chances. They're trying to preserve Kurt, I guess, from making a mistake, but... 
you know, you got to take a chance. I mean, either way, if he's going to throw a pick, he's going to throw a pick. But at least, you know, give your team a chance to, because it's momentum plays like that that changes games. But the Redskins have not won one game if Cousins throws two interceptions. So that, that I think it goes to exactly what you were just saying. They're probably throwing those short and, and immediate routes because they want to definitely lessen the chances of him throwing an interception. That's true, but you don't win games by doing that that No, much. they don't. But that is what Kirk Cousins does. That's, that is what he does. But if you remember the last drive to get the Redskins in field goal range, that really opened up my eyes in terms of Cousins. I, I, was, I said that I would take Michael Vick over Cousins last week. I don't know if I would say that now. Uh, obviously, Vic is past his prime, but Cousins, that last drive really showed me the balls that he has, and he took those chances, and he took those you know, 20-yard passes. And, and you know... I don't blame that he, final play on him, to be honest with you. Grant slipped. If Grant doesn't slip... Well, he, he also had a, a man right in his face. I, I don't know if it was the pressure. I don't know if he could step Probably, out of it and make a, put, but make a throw, but... Grant slipped. If Grant doesn't slip, you know, maybe he can put a hand on the ball... Or even if it's, it's we don't still, we don't know whose fault we don't, it was. But we even don't if know it was still picked, was. at least Grant's up there to make the tackle. Uh, maybe you know yeah. if something like that happens with Kirk Cousins. I almost rather had Haskins. That his name on the kicker, Hopkins. Hopkins. I would have rather him missed the field goal, so that way people wouldn't blame everything on Cousins. Because <laughs> you knew you knew as soon as that pick was thrown, you knew on Monday, Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. That you know what it comes down to, going for two point conversion on that one dumb thing. Well, look, it wasn't the defense because no. we we well the final drive it was the defense. Well, look, it definitely wasn't. It was obviously the defense. They Devontae Freeman completely killed us on the run. He scored. Did you, you know, technically, that final drive, they basically scored twice. Yeah. If it wasn't for that Des Bryant rule, Freeman that was first one would have been a touchdown. touchdown. Either way, if it wasn't for Des Bryant, that that first one would have been a touchdown. And the yeah, whole Calvin maybe. Johnson rule, maybe. maybe. But uh, you know, Cousins has proven that he can run this offense. Now, after this year, you know, if they're not high enough in the draft to get a quarterback, maybe you give Cousins one or two years of a contract just to see. See if you can keep on building. You know, I mean, I think Cousins is good enough to take this team to a playoff. And, you know, people are going to, I'm sure people will hate me for this, but you know what I see in Cousins? What? A young Andy Dalton in his career. Good enough to maybe get you to the playoffs, but can't get you over that hump. Well, that's really why uh, What's-His-Face came over to be our head coach. Um, and I think I think he got a quarterback in Cousins. I don't think Griffin was his type of quarterback. And, no. you know, you go back to this, Griffin's not a pocket passer. No, he's and not. It's always going to come down to that. He's not. Mike Shanahan wanted Kirk Cousins to begin with. He never wanted Griffin. You know, he was pressured from above to take Griffin, you know, to make the big splash for this team. It backfired on them. But Cousins, you know, I, I feel he's a young Andy Dalton. You saw Dalton yeah. early in his career. You know, he was making mistakes, throwing picks. They got him A.J. Green, and they started winning a lot more. You know, it shows that, you know, I come back to the Redskins, and I feel like the one thing they're missing on offense is a big receiver. You know, you have Deshaun, who's a speedster. He can get behind guys. You have Pierre who can catch, but you don't have a guy who sits three, sits four, like a Bryant, you know, Antonio Brown even. You know, he can go up sometimes. Calvin, you don't have someone who can go up and make the play, can come down with it. I mean, even Hopkins in Houston has that muscle bound where he can go up. You know, Pierre doesn't have that. He's not, you know, Pierre can, he can't go up and traffic. He's definitely, I think, I think he's he's there. He's not, he's not a Calvin Johnson, no. but I think he's a but big I don't think possession he can, guy. But I don't think he can go up between defenders of what these guys can do, like what Julio and Dez can do. You and know, he you, did against the Eagles. He did, but <laughs> I mean, he's not on constant basis. You can't do, he, you don't have like a Julio where, you know, Matt Ryan is just, you know, for Heaven Hoven, you know, just let me well, pray. Well, that's what Deshaun Jackson is for. Yeah, but the thing with Deshaun is if he's with, you know, cornerbacks that are bigger than him, they're going to outmuscle him most of the time. Ah, uh, well. Deshaun is his speed. I mm -hmm. want a guy who's big. I want a guy who can go up between defenders and it's like, you know what? This is mine. I'm a man. You're a boy. This is going to be mine. We don't have that. Deshaun can't do that. Deshaun's only if he can run past the quarterback and you can get him the ball. No, I get it. I get, get it. it. But we don't have someone like... They need someone like a Dez Bryant. And they've tried to do it in the draft. They've gone after Malcolm Kelly. Bust. Devin Thomas. Get out of here. They, they've tried. They've just missed. They've missed. They've missed. Crowder is like a Santana Moss. He's not the answer for something like that. But he's a good... He's going to be, I think... He'll be, I think he'll take the helm from Pierre once Pierre, you know, maybe retires or goes to free agency. Yeah. I think they're grooming him for, but they really need a guy that's like Des Bryant that to where, or Julio to where if you throw it up and they're between defenders, you can count on them 90% of the time we're going to come down with the ball. But how many of them are actually really in the NFL, man? I mean, it's hard to find that guy. 
Well, it's the, really well, hard. The problem is that every time they get a top pick to where maybe they can go after these one guys, they have to go after another hole. This year, you know, you got to go after Sheriff. You know, the previous years, you never had that number one pick, and these guys are normally gone in the first round. You think about it, you never trade for Griffin. Those drafts did produce some pretty good receivers. I believe Julio was in the same draft for Griffin. You know, at the time, you, excuse me, at the time, <laughs> you needed a quarterback, so you really couldn't take Julio. But there has been receivers there that you could have gone out and gotten, but because you traded those picks away, those guys are gone. So maybe this year in the draft, you know, you keep Cousins around, you know, your offensive line. I think you can build around that offensive line. Secondary and, you know, injuries. Maybe you try in this draft first round, go after a guy who can make plays. Go up to for a wide receiver that's big enough. I mean, look, you got Mike Evans. Well, you know, we'll that, see. We'll that see. one year Mike Evans went, they probably would have had a top 10 pick. There's Mike Evans. Maybe. But you don't have the pick. But who would have been our quarterback at that time? I, you don't know. Yeah, obviously, know. wasn't obviously the guy who they draft to be is going is going to be out. Well, not out of the lead, but off the team after this year. Yeah, God forbid he'll probably go to Dallas and dominate. <laughs> well, you know that's going to happen. You know, as soon as someone's going to pick him up and he's just going to go crazy. Is, it, yeah. Isn't that the history of of Redskins? Uh, leaving. Redskins, yeah, Red, former leave, Redskins, and then all of a sudden, you know who may pick him up? Stars, Eagles. He would thrive in that offense with Chip Kelly. That's his uh, type of maybe. offense. Maybe. But we'll never. We'll, it depends we'll on Sam Bradford. But like we come down to it, the Redskins, you know, they they're gonna have to stop this offense to the Jets and stop Ivory, and they're gonna have to find some way to move this ball against that Jets defense. Yeah, I think that's the most important. You part. You gotta find a way to move the ball. That's and he's, the most important part. I hate to say it for Kirk Cousins, you don't want to do this, but don't throw near Revis. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about you don't throw it. That was actually a good one. You don't. Yeah, throw, you good. you can't throw it near Revis. You yeah, can't. I, I'm sorry, tough, you can't. Man. It's going to be a tough matchup. And I, Revis I really, is one of those quarterbacks that takes half the field away. Well, look, the, the Jets' defense is really, really stout, especially against the pass. Uh, actually, especially against yeah, especially against the pass. They've only top com- ten and everything. They've only completed opposing quarterbacks have only completed about fifty percent of passes against against the Jets. I mean, that's pretty that's pretty bad. So the the contrast to that is Kirk Cousins is one of the top on third down in terms of passing. Uh, completions and converting. So, and I think that has to do with just the the short intermediate, you know, let's get this five yards, let's get these seven yards, let's get the first down, let's keep the drive moving. I feel like if we can do that, if we can win that matchup, the third down matchup, then we have a chance in this game. Yeah, so um, we'll get to the picture of this game a little bit later. Yep. Uh, the next game I want to talk about real quick. We're gonna do these. Uh, we're gonna do a little rapid fire for these games real quick. <laughs> I have right, some right. fantasy questions too at the end of whenever you want to field them. Okay, sounds good. good. Uh, first, not? New England, the Jets. I mean, New England, the Jets. New England and Indy. <laughs> really not much I'm going to say about this game. New England's going to beat them at least by 30, I think. Brady's pissed off. This is a team that kind of reported him that his balls were getting deflated. And he's shown that he can play no matter what. And I think he's going to put up at least 40 points against this team. Well, Andrew Luck is 0-4 against the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, the Tom Brady is just the king. He's got... He's the horse to the Colts. I mean, the Colts are the horseshoe and Tom Brady's the horse. He's running all over them. And the last quick game we're going to get to real quick before we do our picks and then we'll help Paul out is going to be the Jets and Philly, which I think this game... The Jets and Philly? God, why am I saying the Jets? (laughs) It's the Giants versus the Philadelphia Eagles, and this is a game that (laughs) will have big NFC East playoff, you know, division champs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like you said before, when we first started, you thought I was crazy for picking the Giants, but I don't think I was. I think I thought... Beginning of the year, I thought Victor Cruz was going to be healthy. But now it's not even they don't even it seems like they don't need Cruz. I mean, even without a run game, Eli's playing. That's the crazy part is their run game is terrible. Because you know why Tom Coughlin probably thinks he's getting fired. Uh, and I don't know if you heard in the show, every four years they win the Super Bowl and it's been four years. Yeah, I remember and, that. And I remember that. The Patriots are doing good. And what happens when the Patriots do good and they play the Giants? Uh, the well, Giants lose. are their kryptonite. Yeah. So this is good mixture for the Giants. Good, you know, little mixture, little put your stuff in the little spell pot, whatever it is. I like the Giants to win this game. I think it's going to be close. I think Philly is finally coming around, maybe hopefully. Uh, but I think this is what I think this is where we're going to see what the Giants are made of right now. Um, you know, the Giants could could should be undefeated right now, to be honest with you. Both mm-hmm. those losses were very close. Yeah, were very if close Eli games. doesn't mess up that Giants, I don't know what the hell he was thinking against the Cowboys, <laughs> and they blew it against the Falcons. Falcons are very well should have one loss. Yeah, but I think the Giants are going to pull this game out. I mean, what do you think, real quick? No, I. I agree that this is going to be a very, very close game. I mean, anytime there's a division game, it's it's either like 35 to like 42 or or it's going to be like 10 to 13. You know, it, it's it's always going to be really close. Uh, it's either going to be a huge blow up in points or it's going to be really a defensive def- defensive game. 
I feel like this is one is going to be a really high high scoring game, but um, I guess I won't get to my pick just yet. No. <laughs> All right, we'll get to the pits right now. Uh, Paul's already giving me his. Brad's giving me his. So, coach, I forgot to get from him, but luckily they're, we're not picking the game tonight. Okay. So I'll get that from him over the weekend. I'll right. post that on Facebook. So first we'll go with the Redskins versus the Jets. Uh, also, you owe me a beer. Do you want double or nothing on this game? Double or nothing. All right, here we go. Double or nothing. You owe me two beers after this week. Uh, Redskins versus the Jets. Me and Brad are both taking the Jets. Paul is going with the Skins. So, Chris, who are you going with? I'm going to have to go with the Jets. I feel like it's going to be a like 20-17 to 17 game, but I, unfortunately, I, the Jets at home, I think, are going to win. Coming off a bye, they're going to win. All right, we have Cincinnati versus the Bills. Me, Paul, Brad all took Cincinnati. Who are you taking? Got to go with Andy Dalton. He's hot right now. All right, we got the Giants versus Philly. Me, Paul, and Brad once again all took the Giants. Who are you taking? I'm going to go Eagles. Eagles at home. What kind of coffee does Andy Dalton drink? Kind of what? Coffee. I don't know if he had coffee. <laughs> I think he was just having a Belgian one. Maybe it was OJ. I think he was having OJ. He was OJ. probably drinking orange juice. He was juice. had OJ. It was, orange yeah. juice? I wasn't trying to spy on him as he was eating, Paul. <laughs> Were you not? I know he was eating a waffle. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was a Waffle House. I had chicken and waffles from there. It was great. Yeah, had waffle with butter on it and blueberry... No, this had like some kind of little spicy sauce on it, like a little hot sauce. Oh, but sauce. you weren't checking the... What? <laughs> oh, him? I no. mean, you weren't watching. No, I wasn't staring. I wasn't like... <laughs> Mr. Dalton, what do you, what do you did order? You, did you cut up his waffle for him? I wasn't like Herbert from Family Guy. Come in there. You delivering the paper? So basically, this week is going to come the Giants game, whether we... Uh, well, who are you taking New England and Indy? Everyone, all of oh, us took... True. Obviously, Paul, me, and Brad took New England. Who are you taking? Should I even ask you? I'm taking the Patriots. Okay. Actually, the last game may be the side. Um, Baltimore versus San Francisco. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, me and Brad took San Fran. Paul took Baltimore. Who are you taking? I'm taking Baltimore. Um, even though they're even though they're um one and four, um, it's it's crunch time. I mean, they they have a lot of catching up to do. Um, San Francisco is not a great team. Um, you know, they're, they're definitely a good team, but I think the Ravens, they, they have to do something to find a win. And I feel like they'll, they'll do that this weekend. All right. So before we head out, Paul, go ahead and ask us your questions. All right. Oh yeah. (laughs) So I I haven't checked my fantasy lineup here since, uh, since this weekend or Monday, I guess. Um, and apparently I have some buys and my defense is on a buy at the moment. So. Uh, I need a new defense. So I have, uh, let's see, Atlanta that I can pick up tomorrow. Uh, New York. Well, Atlanta's playing tonight. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, New York then, or San Francisco or Minnesota. Those are the top three right now. New York Giants or Jets. It has to be the Giants. Giants. Yeah. Wait for defense. Yeah. Say it again. Jets. No, no, Giants. Giants, San Fran or Minnesota is the top three right now. The next, I mean, the top one outside of Atlanta is New York on the uh, on the list here. So I, I would have to go with Minnesota. I'll go with Minnesota. I'd have to go with Minnesota. They're facing the Chiefs, who they are just, without their biggest offensive weapon. Um, definitely Minnesota. All yeah. Right. All right. What's your other one? Uh, hold on. Let me go ahead and how do I? Uh, okay, so I got to drop somebody. Yeah. Should, should I drop my drop defense somebody. or what? Who's your defense? St. Louis. I should uh, keep that right. Probably. Okay, who can I get rid of then? Uh, there's I have a lot of people on. Uh, what's D? D D on the oh doubtful doubtful. Mm. Jamal Charles, what's what's his story? Uh, he's, oh, he's out, out for the give rest it, of the give year. Give it to Charles, so you can get rid of you him. You can get rid of him. Okay, I'll trade. Unfortunately, you Charles. Yeah. oh hey, oh yeah, everyone. Chris also has Jamal Charles. <laughs> he was my number one overall pick. And, <laughs> you know, in our uh, league, I was zero and three. And now I'm back to two and three. Yeah, and I went out and made some Dude, pretty. And good you were panicking. I was. You were panicking so bad. And you know what? I went out and did. Went out and made some good moves. Got myself Doug Martin. Got myself uh, Michaels from the Cowboys, who's going to supposedly be the starter now. Mm-hmm. Nice. Dropped Alfred Moores in both leagues. You know, our league, Paul, I dropped Alf too. You want Alfred Moores? You can have that little bum. <laughs> Why? I'm done with running bats that have like a bye committee. That's tough. For averaging one yard per game. This is why the rest can, you know, can't run the ball. He's averaging one yard. First game, you do great, but... Well, look, is, I, I, you is know, the Matt first, Jones hurt? I know he's hurt, but is he going to play? He's playing. He's playing. And Chris Thompson, okay. they're, you know, they're third down guy now. Yeah. You know, everyone was like, oh, man, look what we did against Sue and Cameron Wake. Now you go back and look at it, you're like, God, Dolphins just sucked. <laughs> How did we lose to them? I don't know. Jose's going to kill me for this. No, man, we should have won that game. Special teams. That's that's all it came down to is one special, special teams. teams play. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next question is, Bunch I have... I have some people who are uh, doubtful. Uh, Marquise Colston, 
And you better decide that he plays literally in one hour. No, nah, I wouldn't play. I mean, anyway, I wouldn't play Colston. I wouldn't Coots play anyway. and uh, Snead are taking over the snaps in there. Okay, so then I have so I had to like move some people around, and right now I'm questioning. I slid Andre Williams into my flex position, uh, but I also have Marvin Jones uh, as a wide receiver Jones. available. Jones, yeah, Jones. Okay. Bills passing off defense is horrible. Play Jones. You can't trust Andre Williams. You don't know who's getting the ball there. Okay, he's yeah, probably you, you really and the can't. goal line guy there is uh, Jennings anyway. Then Vereen now is getting Vereen is their yeah is their 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 PPR guy. Yeah, so the, yeah. I, I don't think start I would do Marvin Williams. Jones. Marvin Jones has been getting some passes. Okay, I have I have who's that Shane Vereen is like what you guys are talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have him. He's actually in. He's starting. Okay, yeah, I'd probably start him. Okay, you know before so we I go, I want to talk about, before we go, I also want to talk about U.S. soccer. Uh, and then ahead. big question is Odell Beckham. Is he? Yeah, go. He's he's yeah. playing. Yeah. Okay. They have no. him. They have him set up as questionable. He's playing. Yeah, he's questionable. You got to worry about it. He's playing. That kid's going to play. Well, you have until Monday. So, yeah, yeah, but he's got to think about Sunday. No, no. But I'm just saying, you have until Sunday. You don't have to make the choice yeah. now. Just monitor. Paul, you, you know, have Twitter, right? Check it out. I do have Twitter. Do you, yeah. do you use it constantly? I'm trying to, man. This uh, is what you need to do on Twitter. Go to Twitter. Yeah. You need to follow Matthew Barry. Okay. You need to follow Adam Scheffner. You need to follow John Clayton. You need to follow like uh, Dave Richards from Yahoo Fantasy. You need to follow all these guys. I do. Okay. And they update their Twitter between 12 and 1 nonstop about who's out and who's in, who's out, who's in. All right. That's what are you talking about? Oh, wrong one. Sorry. <laughs> I'm supposed to be a ding, ding, ding. That's what go. we should say to Henry every time he picked on the draft because every time he picked, he was like, what are you doing, Henry? <laughs> what are you doing? Did you see what he did in the chat room on the fantasy? I don't know if that was even English. No, I didn't he see. He said some. Yeah, it uh, looks like it looks like he's tentatively expected he's to play. play. So he's he's going. Well, he didn't practice today. If he doesn't go, can I change so. my pick to Philly? <laughs> nope. All right, so locked I think I think I have that league set up. Uh, I'm checking my other one. Well, uh, while you do that, yeah, yeah. Let's let's go to U.S. Soccer. Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> Are you you're you're on your home turf? Oh, this is the Mexico game. Yeah. Ooh. Your home turf, and you lose to Mexico after dominating the past four games. You don't. You know, Guzman, you know, first off, Guzman did good in goalie. He can, all the goals weren't even his fault. They were all open nets because defenders. Fabian Johnson, you're in Klinsman. Why are you starting this guy? And why did he stay in as long as you kept him until like the 80th minute? And he allowed, and he was the reason the first goal was allowed. He was horrible. You have DeAndre Yeldon on the bench who can provide a spark and also is quick. And what happens when Yeldon comes in? He has, he gets the, he gets the assist on the tying goal to Bobby Wood. Josie Alador, you know, he's, I don't know about him anymore. Jermaine Jones has had two hernia surgeries this year, and he's playing hurt. You can tell he's not 100%. You play him. I mean, yeah, you know, you want veterans, but you know what? Times is changing in USA soccer, and it's time for some of our young guys. Bobby Wood came in, scored a goal. One of the young guys. Yellen, Mm -hmm. another guy, young guy. That says Dempsey was trying way too much that game. He was trying to take on three defenders, and I don't know if he opened his eyes. He saw he had people around him. They were wide open. He doesn't want to pass the ball. Dempsey, you know, that's the dim- difference between Dempsey and Landon Donovan in terms of who people say is the best soccer player or the greatest ever. Donovan looks to pass the ball. Donovan ha- can see down the field. Let me just ask you, could it have been a chemistry issue? I mean... Why? These are the same guys who was at the World Cup. I don't know. These were the, This was the same team he brought to Brazil. You had Dempsey out there. Yeah, but you, how long ago was it that that happened? You know, I don't, I don't. But still, the thing is, yeah. But you don't see any of these other national teams falter when these guys take breaks. Well, that's because a lot of them play together too. They do, but here's a lot of them but play here's together. the problem though. They should all know what's going on with the same person if they played with this time. It's just Klinsman's not developing U.S. soccer. He's still putting in these older players. Yeah, they're veterans and everything. Yeah, it was against Mexico. You you had to win that game. You had for Confederation Cup on the line. It was a like Landon Donovan said. Wasn't it the debut for their new coach? Who? Mexico? Yeah. They have, no, it was their interim coach. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, Did well, he get the job? Well, I don't know. I don't know either, but that's know. embarrassing as well. That's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Giovanni Dos Santos wasn't even playing. He's the guy who embarrassed <laughs> Tim Howard you know, a couple years ago. You no, had I remember that. Hernandez was in there. You know, I mean, it's just, I don't, I don't even know what to say. I mean, you just had great games where you beat Germany. You know, you beat a couple other, you know, world-class teams. You know, you beat the Netherlands, for God's sakes, and you come in and you put a you know, a big stinker against Messi. I mean, it wasn't a stinker, but it the last a stinker, but it, it, it should have, they should have won. I, I, unfortunately, I didn't watch that whole game, but the, the 10, 10, 15 minutes I watched, 
Mexico, Mexico had, had the ball. Their Mexico possession must possession. have been seventy thirty. And then really you go was. and you get shut, uh, you know, shut out, clean sheet against Costa Rica. They beat you one nothing. Mm-hmm. And now you got to start getting ready for you know Olympic qualifying team. You know they lost to Honduras earlier in the day. Oh, I mean, wow. it was a bad day for U.S. soccer last Saturday. Yeah. So now you got to start doing World Cup qualifying. Oh, that was the 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 kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. I Under twenty three. I saw that. You start World Cup qualifying. You know, Klinsman can't get a good good start off to qualifying, and he can't win his group, and you have to go to a playoff. You gotta start looking at changes. Klinsman, you know, he can't he can't play the type of style that he had in Germany. Germany was all as you watched the World Cup. Germany's all hard nosed. Let's just kick the ball as hard as we can. It's gonna go in. That's not USA soccer. USA doesn't have the talent that he was in no, Germany. USA, uh, unfortunately, they're just not. They're, they're not, not German. Germany. Well, not only that, yeah, but we just don't have the talent. We don't have. We don't have anything. The problem is the kids that are born here. They go back to their home countries to play. Oh, yeah. they, they get nationality. Why would they want to play with USA when they're so bad? And, and, you know, the sad part is that MLS is actually starting to develop a little bit more. And, you know, some of these younger kids, some of these young kids are actually good. The Morris kid who plays at Stanford, who is at Stanford as a college kid, mm-hmm. he came up when he got called up, was playing great. Call him up. You know, I know the World Cup is in, was it, three, three years from now again, right? Because we're, yeah, we're one year removed. Dempsey, you know, Beckerman, Jones, uh, Beasley for God's sake. Beasley only played because of injuries. Yeah. Some of these guys aren't going to be there for that World Cup. You need to get those guys out and start bringing these young guys in and start building their chemistry. Because if you keep these older guys and then you leave them off the World Cup roster and you bring in the younger ones, well, yeah, they I have agree. no chemistry. I agree. They now have no is chemistry. The, now is the time to start. Now you got, even if you don't qualify for this World Cup, you know, I know you got to qualify. Well, that's the thing. I guess that's, that's where you have to have a balance of do I want to qualify and then just suck or do I want to try to develop these these kids while I can and then maybe not qualify I say try to develop build for the build for the next world cup because this is what you do you build them up now and everything okay you may not qualify yeah you know it sucks for USA you know you may lose your job but then four years from now <laughs> well just think about what you just I said I know lose your job but <laughs> but then think about it four years from now you're ready to roll you're ready to go four years from now. That's right, but what, if you lose your job, then the next guy is not going to agree with your philosophy, your system. Even your mic doesn't agree with you right no. now. <laughs> we, we can't produce talent like these other countries, like yeah. where they can constantly go in yeah. year in, year out. So we may have to take a year off, you know, every a four year off and just try <laughs> to develop to where we can compete. Because if we keep throwing out these guys, these older guys, you see Germany, I mean, you got Gutez, he's a young kid. Marco Royce is a young kid. Brazil, Neymar. I mean, the list goes on of all these young guys. They're able to develop them because they bring them up early and they play them a lot. They play. They do you, play them a lot. You don't see a lot of these older guys, like, you know, like I mentioned, the Ozil, the Kadir, the Neymar. But they're also playing yeah, Rune, in the best yeah. teams in, around the world. Well, here's the thing for USA players is they do go to Europe. People like Dempsey went to Europe. Yeldon went to Europe. Bradley. They get the experience, but they don't play enough. I mean, yeah, they come back to MLS, and I think MLS is actually starting to develop a little bit more. You're seeing a lot more, you know. It is, but it's not the EPL. It's not it's La Liga. Not. They're trying to do it. You see Beckham's making a new team now in Miami, and he said he came out and said this week, I want to make this like Manchester United. I want to yeah. make this a professional team. And I feel like you need players like that to build teams like that. I think Ronaldo said when his contract was up in 2018, he wants to come he, to. He, he said, "Yeah, he said if he was gonna go, he would go to the MLS." Yeah, and he wants to go squad. to he wants to go to the LA team, obviously mm-hmm. build them up. You know, have some of these older guys from Europe come over, let them have ownership of the team. They know what a, yeah. they know what a team is about. Yeah. So I mean, that's just my two cents on USA Soccer. I think Plinson is on the hot seat right now, and he's better do something or he's gonna no. Be fine. I agree. All right. I agree. You have any more questions, or are you done? No, I'm done. My other my other uh, league seems okay. All right. <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for us today. I want to thank Robert Blackman for joining us on the Shite Sports Talk Man Cave Hotline. Uh, Starting next week, uh, Christian Rivera, who couldn't be here this week due to personal reasons, is going to be starting full-time. I believe next week is what he said. He'll be back Thursday. Uh, He's going to be debuting a new basketball segment with basketball right around the corner. I'll admit I'm not the biggest basketball junkie, neither Paul probably. So he's going to debut a a segment for him. You know, I came up with the name for him, but I think he's going to tweak it himself since his segment. I want to try to get you back on maybe, you know, yeah, maybe we'll every see. week. I got to get right back into soccer, but um, yeah, definitely. I'd love to. Yeah. When, if Chris, if he can come on every week, Chris is going to be our soccer analyst. So we're going to try to get some analysts going on Why, here. Is it because I'm Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's because I know that you watched it more than any of us. Yeah. You watched it a lot. So we'll get you on. Uh, Paul will always be our fantasy questionnaire guy. We love it. I'm pick. Yeah. I like to pick your brain. You know what you should do every week, Paul? What's that? 
Think of questions that most fans would want to find out about. Maybe look on the internet, see what fans are asking, and ask us. And maybe we'll help even more people. Okay. You know what? Sounds I'll, good. I'll, I'll, I'll give it I a shot. I think that'd be kind of cool. So I want to thank, you know, once again, Blackman for joining us from... Um, I guess, Paul, take your little spiel. Spiel. So you can find us on uh, on the interwebs at www.shipesportstalk.com. You can find all the uh, past podcasts and past uh, YouTube episodes on our live streaming uh, uh, page. You can also tweet us and email us. So you can send tweets to at Talk and send emails to shipesportstalk at gmail.com. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Uh, give us some feedback. Rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, find us on Facebook, the oh, Shave Sports Talk. Yep. Real quick about the iTunes. I went on the other day. None of the new episodes have been coming up there. They're not? No. I, the last one, I think, was 26. Oh. I'll check it. Oh, we'll wow, fit this that, 32. Guys. Wow. Yeah, we're on 32. Yeah. Yeah. We have to think of something to do for 50. Also, um, stay tuned to Facebook and Twitter this week. Uh, there may be a special event going on. Uh, we haven't heard back from the owner yet, so stay tuned to that. And also, there won't be an episode next Thursday. I have to work the midnight shift at work, so we may have something coming up on the weekend. Uh, Paul's working out the details, my producer. Right, right. My uh, producer, my advertisement guy, everything. <laughs> right. So um, stay tuned to Facebook for that, and we'll see what goes on with that. Yeah. So um, And, uh, yeah, that's, that's it for me. So, yeah, let us know how we're doing. Uh, we want to hear from you, so, uh, you know, touch base with us somehow. Send us an email. Like us on YouTube or subscribe to us on YouTube. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. What else can you do? I think that's pretty much it. We're not on Instagram yet or anything like that. We are, but just be a bunch of pictures of who knows what. I gotta try to get it going. (laughs) So I guess for myself, for Paul, for Chris, thank you for listening to us this evening, and everyone have a great weekend. Enjoy the game tonight. See ya. Bye bye. What are you talking about? (laughs) I don't know where it is. (laughs) See ya. (laughs)